In just three weeks, I can make you a man. Today on Podcast Magoria. Episode of Podcast Magoria's Halloween A to Z. My name's Autumn. And I'm James. And today we are on our L movie. L being for Lady Frankenstein. Woo, we finally have <laughs> another old movie on our list. Yeah, yeah, we've been kind of stuck in, uh, in the 80s. In the 80s, but yeah, this like is like... 88 is like where we've been. So yeah, let's, let's late go. 80s. Yeah, like, uh, so yeah, this one is a 1973 Italian horror film. Ooh. Which makes it look like it's from 1968. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what I, I was like, oh, this is a 68 film. Yeah, yeah. When we were first watching it and... Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um, coming in at a tight hour and twenty three minutes, like most of the movies on this list. Um, it's basically your standard run of the mill retelling of the Frankenstein story, but with a twist. With a twist. Um, as a fan of old horror and also of like European horror, mm-hmm. um, like. I know that these are either going to be pretty solid or an absolute miserable time. Yeah, and when uh, it first started, I gotta say, I had my doubts. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) because it started to kind of feel like some of the vampire movies that we've watched in the past. Yes, I definitely got some Lips of Blood uh, vibes from it at first. Yeah, and um, fortunately, um, we were... Um, pleasantly surprised that we don't hit lips of blood levels of terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's go ahead and dig on in because there's plenty to talk about. I mean, granted, again, if you've seen Frankenstein, you pretty much know what to expect here. Right. And when you say let's dig right in, you mean uh-huh. because that's what the movie starts with. <laughs> it It is such an abrupt cut to yeah. the middle of... These guys uh, digging in a grave. Yeah, yeah, just got your run-of-the-mill grave robbers digging a grave or digging into a grave. Um, just uh, three swell lads, one of which looks an awful lot like Igor, but is not. <laughs> yeah, you would think one of them would be Igor because they're all making like cartoonish villain sounds yeah. as they're digging. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Um, I'm glad I'm not the only one that kind of noticed. Or, well, they might as well have been going, hey, <laughs> 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 you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, on top of this scene, we do have um, some ooky spooky music. And the credits start rolling while we're watching them do what they do best, which is Rob Graves. We also get the title of the film, which I feel the font is almost impossible to read like it like i mean it's because it's it's supposed to be like fancy 
you know, handwriting. And Autumn, as you can see here on my notes. I was looking at your notes <laughs> and I see your rendition of my, this font. My horrible uh, scribble. Because like I just had to, because it was like, because it takes up the entire screen. It does. And it's, it's an effective title, I think. Yeah. Like, but I mean, if you didn't know that it was supposed to say Lady Frankenstein, I would argue that maybe you would have a hard time knowing what the hell just happened. Bah! <laughs> I will say, like you mentioned, the music is great, mm -hmm. but there's also kind of a great atmosphere despite yeah. this movie looking kind of rough. But I mean, probably at the time it didn't look as rough. Who knows? There's also a pretty good atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Like, um, it's kind of snowy. Yeah. Um, the the sets look great. Yeah. It looks very like that time period, what, like, 1700s going into the 1800s? Yeah, like, yeah. What, what time period are we going for? I that, think... That sounds right. Yeah, I think Frankenstein's <laughs> supposed to take place somewhere around there, right? Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do, uh, like you said, a great job at uh, dressing the set and uh, really capturing spooky atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And, and like... Um, yeah, it's hard to to not you know even though and, and we'll get to a little bit when we get when we get past the the spooky intro like when we get to the dialogue we can kind of pull it apart but yeah as this opening sequence was happening i was like oh okay like i don't know if we're gonna get into like hammer horror you know territory here but i mean it's this is gonna be a pretty tight contender right we see the grave robbers take the coffin to the castle yep. and these grave robbers talk with our doctor dr frankenstein yep finally we get to see the doctor himself and he gives them their payment but then also requests that they bring him a fresh corpse now mm -hmm. i want to point out the fact that um like most european horror films this is another one of those movies where they clearly weren't actually speaking english but having some, like, voiceover work. Okay, I don't know about that, because it does look like they... They do a really good job at dubbing it. They, they do but a pretty good, good job at dubbing. There are um, quite a few scenes where it does not match up. I think that um, they might have overacted when they were doing the dubbing, is what that might have really... Been, yeah. Well, because with Dr. F, he's got this, like, kind of ridiculous voice. Yeah. You know, and where he kind of, I don't know, he's urgent in everything that he's got to say. He's really urgent about what he says, but he also has no inflection in his voice, so he has to be sure that he'll bring me some bodies later on. It's like, it's kind of that. And the other guy is also like, yeah, well, uh, you need to pay me more. I need money, 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 money. Well, I'll give you your money whenever you supply me the corpse. Well, when you give me the money, I'll get you the corpse, and believe me, I can get you a fresh one. Eh. Well, it better be fresh, or else this deal is off. Oh, well, it will be fresh. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein has um, his partner with him, who is not Igor. Who is not Igor? Where the hell is Igor? You know, instead it's some jackass named Charles. What the flip? Another stuffy, you know person with uh with some serious mutton chops yeah <laughs> um uh <laughs> he ends up telling uh you know dr f that he doesn't really trust 
um, the grave robbers. But Dr. F is basically just like, hey, man, like whatever gets the job done. Am I right? Exactly. Uh, in the lab, um, we see them starting to do some body prep, storing away, you know, extra parts and all that. And, um, you know, we get some more top notch acting. I will say, though, like a lot of times the dialogue is a little too poetic. Yes. Okay, so they go on these really long, like, monologues, like soliloquies yeah. of of what their feeling and thoughts are. And yeah. it's just like, you don't need to perfume it so much. I mean, it is very, like, kind of close to, like, the dialogue of the book because he's talking about, oh, well, you know... I am a god. I'm making a creature. You know the yeah, yeah. the basic Frankenstein stuff. But it's he's waxing poetic. Yeah, yeah, and which is fine if it was just like important scenes like this. But there were a lot of moments throughout this movie where we had to pause it and just kind of go, "Wait, what are they talking about? What's happening?" Like because it'd be and and those examples will come along as we go. But there are a lot of moments where. They just kind of like this long stream of consciousness kind of happens where mm-hmm. you go, um, wait, you were first talking about this one thing and now we're like five subjects ahead. Yeah. And none of that has anything to do with what we're doing right now, I don't think. Maybe we just don't have the IQ for this movie. Oh, I, I like to think of it as a <laughs> choose your own adventure. <laughs> um, Charles, uh, you know ultimately is questioning Dr. Frankenstein's ethics about it going, you know, I just don't think that this is really how we should be going about this with all these experiments. And again, Dr. Frankenstein's like, bah, bah. Um, yeah. Charles gets a little fed up and he's like, well, you know what? I'm just going to go to bed. Like, yep. We'll continue later on. We'll see. Yep. The next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Abrupt cut to the next day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We already get it introduced to the doctor's daughter. Hey, this movie's going at a very fast pace. Yeah, that's right. Um, yep, the doctor's uh, daughter, Tanya, um, with an eye, but not where you think, no. <laughs> um, uh, arrives. It, she arrives, and, and Charles greets her and is happy to see her. Also, there's um, their grounds helper, Thomas, who uh, might not be the brightest bulb in the crayon box. Yeah, because Charles has to ask him over and over and over again, get the luggage. Yeah. Thomas, get the luggage. Boo, whoa, whoa. Yeah, they have him literally making sounds like yeah, yeah. that. The boo, poor boy. <laughs> yeah. We, we quickly learned from the first bit of dialogue from Tanya that she is very, I see it, I want it, I bought it. Very yeah. spoiled. Very spoiled. So I was doing a little reading about this movie, and part of the um, the concept here was actually them wanting to do kind of like a feminine, positive, strong character, which uh... um, I think might have got lost in translation somewhere. Mm. But that was supposed to be like the whole point of this movie was supposed to have been that you know, that not just men can be scientists, but women can be. Okay. And they're not they, wrong. They, they got that in there, but <laughs> my God, with a lot of the other things that happens to this woman. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, women be shopping. That's right. She seems to have a great relationship with Pops. Yeah, yeah. Like, she immediately, like, goes and hugs and kisses on him and mm-hmm. stuff and is so happy to see him. So 
good. Yeah. They don't have a strained relationship. Yeah, which you would have expected from old Dr. F. But yeah. instead it's a, oh, Tanya, how was your schooling and all that stuff? And she explains that, you know, school is school. She's a genius. She's a surgeon now. Whatever. Like, she's she's got dad smarts. But we- she doesn't really want to be a surgeon, though. Yeah, she wants to. She, yeah. She uh, reveals that she always watched dad in the lab secretly to watch his experiments. And she wants to help him out, too. But she wants to do experiments on humans. Yeah. And and so their relationship, though not strained, is kind of peculiar still because the fact that he... Dr. Frankenstein kind of blows hot and cold with her Mm -hmm. because he's just like, oh, clever girl. When she reveals that she snuck into the lab through the secret entryway and uh, and then was like hit with a point of pride that she wants to, you know, forget the rules of man. Mm -hmm. You know, science is what matters and nothing will stop her uh, from hitting this goal and that she feels that even her. Uh, methods of doing experimentation is radical even compared to him and he's just like well maybe you should you know just calm your ass down and and don't (laughs) don't you know like you don't have to be a nut you know and she's just like what's the matter pops afraid i'm gonna outdo you (laughs) a little later on doc and one of the grave robbers, who we mm-hmm. learn is called Lynch, Mr. Lynch. Yeah. They're they're discussing how the payment's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, Tanya walks in and kind of interrupts the moment. And uh-huh. this is where I'm like, oh, okay, she was supposed to be a, a, a strong female lead, eh? Because, my God, Mr. Lynch is a creepo. Yeah. He's just like, you know... Pretty much insinuating he wants her. Yeah, yeah. Like the moment he saw her, he's just like, "I have to have you," and she's just like, "You won't have anything. You need to stop living these fantasies because they'll rot your brain quicker than uh, that whiskey will." Because he's drinking, of course. Of course, he's um, a grave robber. To which he then responds, "You bitch." Essentially. You bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, at the exact moment that Doctor F walks into the room. Now, (laughs) here's where it gets sticky. Yes, very sticky. (laughs) Because, okay, Lynch walks out. Tanya apologizes to the doctor. Yeah. And doctor's mad at her. Um, so, so, (laughs) So my interpretation of this scene... Is the fact that though he is very proud of her and her professional ways and stuff, there still is a matter of keeping up appearances. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a mad scientist. He knows he's a mad scientist. But he still keeps an air, like a presence of being proper, even in front of the help. And is still like, you know, this level. Mm -hmm. I think that his disappointment with her isn't so much of her interaction with Lynch or whatever, like... I don't think that he's mad at her for Lynch calling her a bitch. I think he's mad at her for not masking and mm. and staying proper. Ah, so she should have let him. She could have been a little bit more coy about it. Yeah. And so that's I think that's a big part of it is that instead of letting it elevate to a point where she was showing her hand, 
she and and granted i feel like her she was being very coy it's the fact that i think that she allowed lynch to get to a point where he did she allowed him to yeah that's uh, i think that like <laughs> i i don't know likely yeah probably he wanted her to be submissive female in the presence of lynch so he doesn't catch on to the fact that of what what she is and what she's capable of i think that's hmm. kind of, that's how i'm reading it because the fact that it is also still the olden times and unfortunately even though she's a genius <laughs> she still has to keep up airs of uh, of being a proper lady. Because this scene isn't really resolved. He just kind of walks out in a huff, <laughs> yeah. meets Lynch outside, agrees to give him half the money, and then when the body's delivered, I'll give you the rest. Yeah. I honestly thought that uh, Dr. Frankenstein was going to give Lynch shit because he looked like he was mad like at first. Yeah. And I think he's more mad about the business deal. Yeah, I think he's more mad that he has to give him money now. Yep. We then later see Lynch uh, is uh, hanging around for the hanging to happen. Which at first I thought it was a parade because everybody's like, woohoo, yeah. and banging drums and yeah. whistling and stuff. So yeah, that's how hangings used to be, I guess. Absolutely they I mean, were. They did sell concession foods and stuff like that. Yeah. So, Take all the family out. <laughs> yeah, you know your history. You know, you know that's actually a thing. <laughs> I didn't know they were hooting, and hollering too. A man comes up to Lynch and starts hassling him about uh, his suspicions of Lynch's dealings, which we later learn is uh, Captain Harris. You don't really get that from this. It's just kind of this guy making accusations and going you'll hang soon i'll be sure to be there when you're hanging and lynch is just like all right dude fuck off (laughs) (laughs) doctor and charles they make their way to the hanging Mm -hmm. uh you know very low profile um and tanya also shows up yeah and dr f is not very happy about this he doesn't want her to see something like this which that's see this is that this is where the hot blows cold mm-hmm. because here he was you know not too long ago talking about how you know excited he was for her to do the experiments and all that and now he's just like oh but you can't possibly see uh, a man be hung well he says well okay well she says well dad i'm a surgeon i'm a medical professional yeah. uh, i've seen a dead body before and he's like well you've never seen one like this because this is legalized murder yeah um charles however interjects and goes well maybe it's not a bad idea for her to see you know how the bodies come to be bodies mm-hmm. um to which then uh, dr f just goes oh yeah okay so we get to see the hanging um as everybody watches in anticipation we get a odd zoom in on the executioner's face as he pulls the lever and i have never seen a hanging like this and it is guaranteed that the person is not gonna make it yeah (laughs) because uh they did it over a well yeah i've never seen that before either actually like in all the horror movies action movies westerns and stuff that i've watched that have hangings in them i've seen a lot of hangings that's why i'm not surprised by people having a party (laughs) um especially if it was in france because they really love the party for for a hanging (laughs) but um 
any kind of execution really but but yeah like i've never seen that mm-hmm. and, and it is like it's it's a smart idea like really? <laughs> well i mean for back then like for yeah. a hanging it's not a bad idea because of the fact that that like he drops for a long period yeah, of time the rope is very long yeah. so you know when he got to the bottom he swung yeah like instant neck snap because i mean and then all your your ribs and stuff break from hitting the wall yeah like. yeah and probably all the guts come out the butt yeah probably because <laughs> he probably like i bet it was just the right amount of uh time Force. like yeah for him to hit terminal velocity it's a miracle his head didn't pop off because <laughs> i mean right. it doesn't really take much for a head to pop off anyway from no. regular hangings no. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go now they've got a body uh, Doctor F is seen later on waiting for the uh, for Lynch to arrive with his his goons, which he does so, and uh, he finally has the the brain that he needs for his experiments. <laughs> and boy, does he do his experiments! We see the stereotypical Frankenstein doing his thing. Yeah, Tanya decides to. Do her childhood uh, thing and mm-hmm. go through the secret entrance that was some for some reason built into this child's room. I w- I was like, why was that a thing? My assumption is that that secret passage existed before she was born, possibly. And he probably assumed that she would never have discovered it. And mm. but kids be you know curious for sure um but yeah she ends up seeing uh him uh prepping for the experiment um while she comes in she notices the uh, blanket covered body on a slab uh goes to reveal it but her father's like no don't don't do it she's like i have to i'm a scientist and she pulls back the blanket to reveal the body of the monster Mm -hmm. um which she's taken aback. Yeah. Well, it's more of curious surprise because she was like, I knew that you were going to do some sort of transplant with the human parts, but I didn't realize that this is how you were going to go about it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> he sends her off and yeah. they start to actually go through with the transplant. And yep. this little heart that they made as a prop, it would have looked so realistic if it wasn't for the ridiculous tubes that they had sticking out of it. Yeah, yeah, they, like... Because it's a very realistic heart, except, yeah, the, like, the the extra... The, va- you know, the, the valves go on a little bit longer than they needed to. And yeah. they also look very ri- uh, rigid. Yeah. And so, like, that was unfortunate. Um, Yeah, he ends up putting the heart and the brain into um these, like containers essentially to keep them alive while he's still prepping to do experiment under the correct conditions which he ends up explaining to his daughter here in a little bit (laughs) Um, he gives her basically the i'm a genius speech yeah i need a storm for this to be able to work and then we can finish up the experiment and a storm comes. Yep, almost uh, at, on cue. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much time was supposed to go between us seeing him keeping the heart and the brain alive to when he was waiting for a storm. Because he says that the brain and heart can stay alive indefinitely in yeah. the lab. It's just that once they're out, they only have a few hours. So yeah. 
I'm like, was this a couple of days or yeah. was this a few hours later? You, you know, we'll we'll never know. So back in the lab, uh, he ends up prep, uh, preparing for the final step. However, Charles ends up noticing that there is an abnormality in a part of the brain. Yeah, one of the most important parts of the brain uh, that, you know, controls your emotions, um, your ability to walk, stuff like that. Yes, the hypothalamus. Yes. Um, Must have got damaged in that awful hanging. Yeah, imagine that. The guy dropped like two stories. <laughs> um, Charles is trying to convince, you know, Dr. F that, hey, listen, like, let's repair the damage to the brain before we put it into the monster because who knows what will happen. I mean, you know, honestly, like, what will probably happen is that you'll bring him to life, but he'll just be lying there, which in, in our opinion was, well, what's so wrong with that? You still ah. prove that you can do it. Yeah, you just take the stuff back out. Yeah, and, right? then, and then just, yeah, and then just pop another brain in there that's not damaged. Yeah, or fix the brain yeah. that you have. Like, I don't... Well, probably, I, I think I think it's a once the genie's out of the bottle, you can't... Oh, you gotta you try another one, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Dr. F is just like, hey, listen, like, we've come this far. I can't wait a minute longer to do this. Let's just knock it out. And worst case scenario, you know, nothing happens. Charles is like, no, worst case scenario is that you raise a maniac. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you mean a second one? Wink. Oh. <laughs> um, but, you know, Dr. F is just like, well, it's going to happen. I'm going to do it with or without you. And Charles agrees to continue with the experiment. Um, we get we keep getting little shots of Tanya mm -hmm. sleeping. Yeah, in between the shots of the uh, experiment, and right as they're finishing it up, it goes all like you know blurry. Yeah, like dream sequence. Like dream yeah. sequence. So I was like, is she dreaming about the experiment? Yeah. Are did we just get a weird effect for no reason? It, it certainly feels like that. Uh. It, it it's just an odd little shot, and I don't know why they did it the way they did that they did. But we get the last stitch on the head. Yeah, it's time to raise the body and do the Frankenstein thing. Yep, lightning strikes. Imagine that we have a bunch of bats on strings because um, I guess <laughs> the scene wasn't spooky enough. <laughs> <laughs> and, and okay so what happens next is the lightning strikes a, a little bit of fire uh gets uh caught on on like some of the stuff above the slab it drops down and catches the monster on fire when dr frankenstein runs down to put out the fire that's on the monster's face mm -hmm. there's a split second where he gets tangled up in the bats. <gasps> oh, no. I did not see that. Because <laughs> he's supposed to be, like, batting them away. Uh -huh. But, like, they get, like, he gets caught up on Oh, my God. Twine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, bats my on God. Twine. <laughs> um, they end up putting out the fire on uh, the monster's face, which, you know, he's all disfigured now. And Charles is like, oh, my God, he's he's ruined. Like, he's he's terrible. And Dr. Frankenstein's just like, he doesn't have to be pretty. He just has to live. Yeah, that's the whole point of this experiment. Yeah. Dr. Frankenstein puts his little, like, listening, like, listening bell, I think is what that's called. Yeah, I don't remember um, what those things are called. His old school stethoscope. Yeah. 
tube free. It's a wireless stethoscope. There we go. <laughs> he um he listens and hears no heartbeat, and it's just like blast it all. I guess it didn't work. He starts giving his little speech of going, "Hey, maybe man shouldn't play God." He also doesn't want Tanya to see because he doesn't want her to be disappointed. Yeah, in Papa. No, not Papa. <laughs> <laughs> However, while he's doubting himself, um, the monster's fingers twitch and knock his listening bell, as I'm going to call it, um, <laughs> off the slab, which they hear a clinky clank around on the floor. Gasp! But as he goes up to uh, investigate, monster's not moving anymore. He still yeah. doesn't hear anything. He's like, oh my gosh, was it all in my mind? No. And of course the monster starts moving again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then basically you get the less enthusiastic version of the classic that everybody knows of the set up stand walk you know that kind of stuff <laughs> but he you know bless him he just can't perform <laughs> or at least the overdubbing couldn't perform yeah. um charles runs to go t- tell tanya now because oh my god it is actually alive yeah <sighs> and he shouldn't have done that you yep. shouldn't have done that. Yep, because the monster walks towards Dr. F and gives him a big old bear hug. Oh, and it's a bear hug, all right, because <laughs> he squeezes him so hard that he kills him. And That's that right. is the end of Dr. F. That's right. Now, when I was first watching, I was like, oh, was he just like Papa and accidentally killed him? No, that's this what is, I want to believe. That's what I like. I would, I would love to believe that. However, the ver- this version of the monster we got is just flat out maniac. Yes, it's not troubled mind. <laughs> Charles and Tanya are talking in her bedroom. Um, of course, she's excited about the fact that the experiment had worked. However, they end up hearing the sound of the monster escaping from the lab into the halls of the castle. And Charles very smartly, which I don't think is a proper uh, phrase, um, <laughs> intelligently tells uh, Tanya to be quiet as they listen to the footsteps of the monster past the bedroom and down the hall. Tanya, not very intelligently, uh, screams, Father! And runs out of the hall, uh, ra- runs out into the hall to the laboratory, which I would have thought, you know, the monster would have heard, but whatever, he didn't. Monster's on a mission. That's okay? right. So Tanya runs to the lab and sees her father laying there. Mm-hmm. Charles, of course, is like, we have to call the police. We have to stop that creature. Yeah. Tanya's like, no, you're going to disgrace my father if yeah. you do that. If it gets out that he has this experiment has gone bad and he's died because of it what are you going to think that's going to do to his reputation yeah it's going to bring shame to his name uh she tells uh charles that if he does tell the uh the officer um anything it's that a robber had come in and killed uh her father and uh and that way they can still hunt the monster mhm which the monster is on the hunt himself. Yes. He is uh strolling about. <laughs> I mean, at least in this scene he looks yeah. he it might as well have like it's a bright sunshiny day <laughs> yeah, like over right. it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of weird seeing um the monster in like broad daylight. 
which we mostly see him yeah. in broad daylight. It's weird. Yeah. It's also weird to see two people. Uh, stark naked. Stark naked um, in broad daylight. Yeah. Well, actually, that's that's not true. Only one of the okay. people was stark naked. Right. The man wasn't stark naked, but the woman was. Yes, she was. Um, And yeah, they're just out in the middle of this like little field. Yeah. And the creature sees them and grabs a lady and for some reason throws her in the water. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> is, well, it, this is a retelling of the Frankenstein story. So this is basically him throwing the little girl. Uh, yeah. But, but it's such a weird. Also the, the way that they film it is oh, so it's, weird because it's, it's yeah. so like just. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because he slowly comes. He, he at first it looks like he's gonna gently put her in the water, uh-huh. but then like as he gets closer and closer, he just goes bleh, just <laughs> just like bleh, there you go. And like, she had fainted, but you see in the split second before it cuts off that she's like trying to catch herself. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah it wasn't very well done. A lot of the uh, scenes of the creature, though, they cut abruptly. Yes. Or it's like one second of footage. Yeah. It's really weird. It is really weird. There's a lot of weird choices when it comes to the editing of this film. Harris ends up arriving at the lab and um, uh, they end up telling him that there was a robber and that was a really tall uh, robber. And Charles is like, oh, well, he had to have been like a foot taller than you. And Harris is like... So the the robber was like seven foot tall. He goes, okay, a half a foot, and and <laughs> automatically Harris is very like he's you know, suspicious. He's incredibly suspicious. Yeah, he keeps just kind of going on and on, and you can tell he's suspicious because he's talking in the way of, oh, is that so? Okay, yeah. all right, I'll believe that. Um, he kind of brings Thomas into it, too, mm-hmm. um, the poor boy from the beginning of the movie, Yeah. Um, asking, well, where's Thomas at? Yeah, yeah. Where was he? Where's, like, was he a witness? Which, then he's just like, all right, well, I've got all that I need to know here, so um, I'll go continue my investigation and try to find this robber. I thought that surely the next person he was going to go talk to would be Thomas. Mm-hmm. But instead... He's in Harris's in uh, Lynch's house, giving him like doing this like speech about oh you dirty son of a bitch while Lynch is asleep. Yeah, like well, okay. First he's talking about like the killing. Yeah. while Lynch is asleep, and then sits on his bed and is like, uh. Yeah, yeah, you dirty rotten bastard! I'm gonna totally you. Your time is fucking up. I've got you. I've got you now. And then Lynch wakes up and is not surprised by this. Yeah, he's not like, what are you doing in my house, motherfucker, no. or anything like that. My headcanon is that they... <gasps> They've that, canoodled? That they have, yeah, that they, they're an item. That there's some I mean, sort of like cat and mouse situation happening here. I mean... <laughs> there's some know. sort of undertone <laughs> happening here. Essentially, though, Harris is there to tell Lynch, hey, I got a couple of your buddies in jail, uh, a couple of your colleagues. I arrested them because they got way too drunk and started a fight. Now, how'd they get all that money to get those drinks, huh? Yeah, yeah. They don't have any money. Yeah, he's he just started, you know, and of course, like Lynch is like, well, you know, they they saved up from working. And, and Harris just like, there's no way that they had that much money. How can one man afford to drink that much and pay for the rest of his buddies to drink that much, too? And and 
Lynch is just like, well, I don't know. But that's when a lady pops up out of uh, <laughs> out of Lynch's bed. Well, ah, huh? no, Harris asks, well, did you drink alone last night? Oh. No, he didn't. Oh, that's right. Ooh. Yeah. And then there's a naked lady in the yeah. bed with uh, Lynch. And it's just like, OK, well, then how would you afford all this? <laughs> you know, not helping the case. Um, he basically just ends up telling Lynch that um, his time is up. As he's, I, I guarantee you that every time Harris sees Lynch, he says, he goes, your time is up. I got you now, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. He's like that, you know, well, he's kind of like the uh, police officer from Killer Clowns. Yeah. Uh, from Outer Space. Back with uh, Charles and uh, Tanya, or she's looking through her father's notes and, um, and it's just like, I've got a plan. And he's just like, you won't find what you need in those notes. And she's like, oh, no, I already have found what I need in these notes. I have a plan to make another monster to kill the one that exists. And Charles is like, no, thank you. Well, yeah. And this is where we find out that it took him and Dr. F like three years to make the one creature. And yeah. she's like, well, I can do it in three weeks because I'm better than my dad. Yeah. And he's just like, I don't care if it takes you three hours. This is horrible and I'm not going to do it. Charles tells her, hey, there's been a few more killings. Yeah. I've heard rumbles from the village. They, they're calling this creature that your father spent so much time and energy on a monster. And do you really think that... That's what you want your father's legacy to be. But Tanya is just so focused on having that creature fight. Yep. We see the monster walking. Back to Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that I mean, and we did skip another part where we see the monster. Yeah. But like. There's a lot it's of these always, little. It's always so cut abruptly yeah. that it's not like anything really to note about. Yeah. Tanya is at Lynch's house and ends up uh, offering him $500 for a big man. Um, he uh, tells her that she can keep her money because the payment he would uh, prefer is her. Yeah, just for one night. And of course she's repulsed by this yeah. because he's kind of creepy. Oh yeah, he's disgusting about it. And she says, wow, that price is way too high. And honestly, if um, I turned in my dad's notebook to the police, they'd find a lot of stuff about you. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, well, they'd be really questioning why your dad needed those bodies now, wouldn't they? Yeah. So it's a blackmail back and forth. Um, he's still pushing the idea of just one night. Come on, I'll get yeah. you your body if you just give me one night. And she pushes him out of the way. Yep. Of course, Tanya goes and runs and tells Char Charles, and he is so angry about this. Yeah. And this is where we find out that this relationship is a little weird. Yeah, yeah. She basically goes, oh, well, you're so passionate about, you know, Lynch. Uh, disgracing my honor because of the fact that you, in fact, are in love with me, which he denies somewhat at first. Yeah, he denies and then kind of goes, yeah, because yeah, she just keeps dogging him about it. Yeah, and then it just turns out that, um, that yeah, like, he's totally got the hots for her, and she's just like, well, you could have me, but not like that. Yeah, yeah, because she she says that she's in love with Thomas. Yeah. Um, but she can't love him because he doesn't have a mind. Yep. 
So this is where she ends up floating the idea that they could take Charles's brain and put it into Thomas's body. So then he can have her and she can have him and they'll be a happy couple. Um, Uh, Okay. Yeah. Like, so Charles, I'm assuming, has been Dr. Frankenstein's helper for a lot longer than just the three years. I'm of just course. going to assume they've been colleagues this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means this man watched Tanya grow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he Woody allen it. He Woody allen it. Oh, my God. Like, how creepy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this is where... Like this is our strong female lead. This is our strong female lead. Well, now Grant, she's. <laughs> I mean, she is taking charge in a way because she's like, I don't like your body, but I like your mind. <laughs> and realistically, she's not even like. I think that she's mostly just using. She's using his weak will mm-hmm. to get exactly what she wants. Yeah, because so, he doesn't want her doing the experiments, and yeah. she's like, "Well, I know how I can how I can do these experiments and have fun." Yeah. And you still get what you want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wink. Um, he finally begrudgingly agrees, um, and she asks him uh, to uh, to kill Thomas, which he's just like, I can't do it. And then she starts to kiss him. He's like, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> we get some more creature shenanigans. Mm-hmm. He's 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 a uh, you know creatureing around, yep. killing people. That's right. We see how much time has passed now. You know, I'm not particularly sure, um, but we see that Charles has gifted um, Tanya a ring and they start to kiss. Oh, he starts well, to he starts, neck her. Yeah, he starts. Yeah, they start. He starts necking, uh, as <laughs> they would say in the old days. More creature shenanigans, but this time it's actually uh, has something to do with the story. Yeah. Because the creature breaks into Lynch's house. Yep. Gives him good old fashioned killing. In the morning time, um, we see that Charles is still not sure about uh, the whole plan. Um, Then we also see that uh, Lynch's goons has shown Harris uh, Lynch's dead body, which, you know, he's definitely putting the pieces together at this Mm -hmm, point. mm -hmm. Um, the uh, The monster then continues to do his killing, but... Even a monster has lines he won't cross mm-hmm. um, because he chooses to not kill the little boy after he murdered the boy's parents right in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you trauma, but I won't kill you. Yeah, yeah. I think that's worse. Right. <laughs> Harris ends up showing up at the castle. And you're right about this. Um, not really sure how much time has passed situation because we learned that Tanya has married um charles mm-hmm. yeah um you know harris congratulates them and um he tells them about the other killings now like lynch is dead yeah. uh but a child did see the monster yeah. kill his parents yeah kind of traumatized now yeah. but <laughs> yeah and they're just like well what are you trying to you know infer and he's just like i'm just saying it's kind of interesting how all this stuff's kind of happening and you know we know about uh lynch's connections to your father and also i do know that you tanya have been out to lynch's house now why were you out there and she was mm-hmm. like oh i was settling a debt and it was just like oh, why would your father owe him yeah. money huh? yeah 
yeah, didn't you just kind of go that you didn't you just say that you wouldn't have had anything to do with Lynch anyway? Hmm. hmm. Yep. Regular Columbo situation here. <laughs> uh, that night we see Lynch's lackeys digging in another grave. They're going to continue with the business. Yeah. Um, but they ain't going to continue with that business because no. the creature quickly kills them with a what was it a headstone um, or it the was, top of it was the top a, of like, like yeah a, a coffin or something yeah. like one of those cement tops that's right um yeah so uh makes quick work of them it's now the uh the very next day and the ground Telling you guys this movie it's, mo- it's, it moves quick <laughs> it really does <laughs> um the groundskeeper of the uh, graveyard is telling harris about how he found uh the bodies of the goons and uh, harris just like he tells the rest of the uh the pd uh that hey listen you guys uh Go ahead and grab some shovels and start digging up the graves. Well, what do you expect to find? Not a damn thing. <laughs> I Ooh. love that line. That, that was good. Well, that's when he put the sunglasses on. And it was like, yeah! <laughs> that, that's right. <laughs> it might as well have been. Because, uh, yeah, that line was great. Uh, obviously, the puzzle pieces are coming together for that's him. Right. At, back at the Frankenstein castle, um... We see Thomas again, finally, and he's helping uh, Tanya bring in some items, and, you know, she's kind of talking to him and locks the door behind him and uh, starts to undress. Yeah, and he's just, she has him sit down on the bed, and she's just like, you know what I'm doing, don't you? Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, it's so this is, creepy. Now, this is the Ghiblis. This, this gives is you the, the Ghiblis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially because of the fact that as she starts to undress Thomas, um, we see that Charles is watching behind a curtain like a real creepo. Like, he's, like, sweating shit. And it's like, is he... Is this a part of the murder plan, or is this some sort of, like, cuck situation? I, I, Both? Don't, I don't know, but Tanya definitely has her way with Thomas. Yeah. And this is when I was like, wait a second, lips of blood, is there a porno cut? Because each of the scenes that we've seen, like, with breasts, yeah, are quality. people. The quality goes down even yeah. more. And especially this scene, because it has yeah, that... Yeah, it was it, jarring. Because it has that weird... Um, Almost yellowish filter yeah. over it. And usually the yellowish filter means porn. Right. Um. So I paused the movie, guys, and I won't hold you in too much suspense. Um, as far as I could find... There is not a pornographic version of this movie. However, there are uh, a few alternate cuts of it. Um, I do not know which version of this movie it is. Um, but basically, whenever this movie was originally imported to the United States and stuff, it was uh, it was missing 15 minutes. Mm. Um, there are other cuts of it that have the additional 15 minutes, like the... Um, that's um, probably why the creature portions abruptly yeah. cut because it's yeah. probably stuff missing from that. Well, I think that it's it's probably them toning down the violence because, like, I know that when it was sent to Australia, they edited it to to you know censor it. When it was in um, Switzerland or somewhere like that, like they they changed it also. Hmm. Um, so, like, yeah, like as it made its way around the world, essentially, you end up getting different cuts. I think though that perhaps. The version we watched is the long cut, 
Um, the only reason why I think that is because of the fact that you have these shots that have varying quality. Mm-hmm. I think it's the, qual- the quality of the film that was cut out and re uh, put in. Um, very interesting. You know, because, I mean, shoot, like a lot of it probably just sat in a can rotting in a castle somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> in that very castle. That's right. Um, Charles steps in. Kills Thomas. Yeah, as the as she's orgasming. Yeah, I well, and I think I think, <laughs> I think though, the killing made her orgasm. Yeah, that was what set her over the edge. I think she was <laughs> on the edge, and then and then seeing Thomas uh, get killed, or seeing Charles kill for her is mm. what did it for. Oh, her. Oh yeah, huh? We got about uh, what twenty minutes left in this film. Yeah, what do you think? Time to introduce a new character. Absolutely. We don't have enough, uh, you know, pots on the stove. Um, yeah, we get introduced to uh, Julia, Thomas's uh, sister. Who is frantically looking for Thomas. So yeah. how much time has passed now? Yeah, right. Also, like, it would have been nice to have seen her earlier in the movie. It would have been nice to have had Thomas's character be a little developed. Maybe. I yeah. mean, you know. But yeah, she's all, Thomas, Thomas. Yeah. And, uh. Tanya comes out and goes, oh, well, Thomas disappeared for a little while. I think he was just in shock from my dad dying. Oh, well, I'll I'll keep in touch. Bye. Yeah. Which makes you think that Julia's going to be, like, poking around and stuff. The, I will tell you. She has three scenes. She has three scenes. Also, the last 20 minutes of this movie flat out kept me guessing. Yeah, for I, sure. I had no idea what was going to happen because I was like, well, shit, man. Every scene that happens from this point on is throwing another wrench into the machine where I'm like, OK, well, I don't know what's going to happen because the next thing is, uh, you know, we see Tanya in the laboratory um, prepping Charles for the experiment. He's bald now because she's got to cut that brain out. Um <laughs> Yeah, she's she's excited. She's just like, oh, just think of tonight. You'll yeah. be fine. And he just is like, well, I really liked Thomas. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm upset we had to do this. Yeah. And, and she's just like, yeah, but, you know, it's going to be a little bit harder to be upset whenever I'm bouncing around naked. And he's just <laughs> like, oh, OK. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> here's another hot and cold scene because we have a part of harris like talking to some guys mm-hmm. about what the plan is whatever it, it's kind of glossed over yeah and then we got tanya in the next scene having self-doubts yeah she's like oh what if i fail and he's like hey if you fail you fail like I'll give my life for your experiment. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. I love you. Yeah. Um, w- then abruptly, a scene that was shoehorned in that I'm very certain was actually supposed to take place before the scene we just saw. Um, because it's Harris in the castle arguing or, or pressing Tanya for more information about all the murdering and, and basically going, hey, listen, I know that you... And Charles are behind stuff that's going. I know your father was behind stuff. I know you're behind stuff. I know this whole thing stinks. And I, it's any moment now. I got gotcha. you. And she's just like, how dare you get the hell out of here. And then it's back to the experiment. Yeah. And I didn't know if maybe she started all that because she said it was going to take her three weeks. So yeah. I don't know if she did all that start prep work. 
And then... Which it looked like she just chloroformed Charles. But yeah, now she's back in the lab doing experiments again. Yeah, I, I don't know. And she didn't have to wait for a storm because we see that she makes uh, artificial electricity. Yeah, she does a good old-fashioned um, uh, chemical... Uh, she makes a lead-acid battery, essentially. Right. And so, good for her. <laughs> Just like any old other Frankenstein experiment, you get the fake out where it goes, ah, damn, it didn't work. And then, uh, and then Thomas, quotations, uh, comes to life. And uh, it was a huge success. Harris is now talking with Julia. Uh huh. Because I guess he knew where she was, who she was, they where to like find her. Like, what, it looks like they were like in a dungeon or some shit, too. Yeah. Like, where the fuck are they? I have no idea. <laughs> um, but he is telling her, hey, I suspect Tommy might have something to do with this, too, since he works with them. Yeah. Or he's been killed because of his involvement. I don't know exactly what's going on, essentially, with that. But Which, which would be the first time probably in his entire career he's ever said that. That. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to you know Tanya and uh, and Thomas Charles. <laughs> they uh, she's doing the tests to make sure that he has his motor skills. Where uh, she drops the pieces of paper, the piece of paper from the catch, and then she has him go pick up uh, a really heavy table, which he does with no problem. And you can like she's kind of like, oh yeah, that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, while this is going on, a mob is chasing the creature and fighting it, and the <laughs> freaking creature is easily taking down every single person that comes up yeah, to him. Yeah, they're shooting them, all sorts of stuff. And, like, yeah, he, he picks up, like, a giant thing of, like, concrete and throws it, and then he walks through a bunch of styrofoam bricks. <laughs> <laughs> then we get a scene of Harris busting into the castle to ask where Charles is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Tanya's trying to stop him. Oh, how dare you? You can't just bust in like this. This is so rude. Yeah. And since she had told Harris earlier in the film, oh, Charles is sick, he's in bed, mm -hmm. we get a scene of Thomas laying in bed in the dark going, oh, I'm really contagious. Don't come yeah. any closer. Yeah. You know, that whole... And Harris just like, yeah, okay, cool. Pretend to be sick, whatever. I just came by to let you guys know that I have this entire thing figured out and that how I figured it out is the trail of bodies that the monster's been leaving behind has been every single person that your father worked with. And it's just a matter of time before he comes to you, Charles, to kill you. And so basically this is my farewell because you're about to die. <laughs> um, if you want, I can take you in now and arrest you and save you from the monster or you can just stay here and the monster's going to come and kill you mm -hmm. and probably you too tanya <laughs> uh ta <laughs> yeah he goes off to find the creature himself yeah. and charles kind of reassures tanya well hey they don't know how to kill it i do though yeah you know the whole time that all this like because we're obviously coming up on the end um, the whole time I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, it'd be a real damn shame if uh, if Charles ends up fighting the monster before he even gets to, like, sleep with Tanya. <laughs> like, because whole, the whole reason why Charles went through all this is because he's, you know, got boner brain. And, uh, and instead, she's like, well, she kind of kisses on him still. Mm -hmm. Precious. Cool. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's just like the whole time I was just like, if you guys could just, like... 
like, knock one out real quick. Right. You know? So this is all for naught. Exactly. <laughs> um, though, realistically, it's not all for naught for Tanya. Um, right. But anyway, like, while all that's going on, um, Harris has gathered a militia to basically go to the cat. Like, they're storming the castle. Yeah, he uh, enlists some of the mob, or yeah. the mob and stuff like that. Yeah, so uh, I'm not really sure what the motivation is here other than, I guess, because he knows the monster's going to come there. His big plan, I guess, is to set a trap for the monster um, and also potentially kill Tanya and, and Charles, too. Like, Yeah, I, I don't know what his motivation is either because he said nothing about trying to get the creature himself. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. It, Even it, though like, he just ran out, ran out, and <laughs> it feels like he was bringing a bunch of villagers to their death is what he was doing. Right. Which I mean, mm, Harris's plan doesn't work very well no. because a creature comes up right behind him and smashes him in the head. Yeah, yeah. And um, makes his way into the castle. Yes, um, the creature makes his way into the castle, and we have um, our good old fashioned uh, monster fight. But before the monster fight happens. The monster stops, um, and Charles realizes that they don't have to fight um, because mm-hmm. the monster thinks, you know, the monster thinks that its job is done because he doesn't see, he, he, he detects that Charles is dead. Yeah. And so, um, so Thomas Charles is just like, hey, we don't have to fight. And that's when Tanya's like, oh, no, you guys, to kill, you, you know, kill the monster. That's the whole point of all this is to kill the monster. And um, that's when Charles kind of realizes that, oh, wait, no matter what, no matter if the monster kills me or if I kill the monster, you still win because that's all you actually wanted. You never cared about me. You never cared about any of this. You just wanted basically the glory of this experiment. Mm-hmm. And... Then monster fight begins. Yeah, and you know it's a good ten or so minutes yeah. of monsters fighting, tussling around, destroying the lab. Yeah. Eventually, though, as they're in a fighting embrace. Yeah. <laughs> Tanya stabs the creature from behind. Yeah. And at first, you think that she's accidentally stabbed both of them because Thomas kind of falls over. Yeah, and the sword is coming out of the front of the yeah. monster's chest. But so. Th- Charles is just fine. That's right. Yeah. Um, all the while, uh, like, also, the villagers have busted into the castle and started setting everything on fire. And also, we learned that Harris is not dead. He just got knocked out. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Harris is leading these volunteer firefighters. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Good uh, unfortunate events reference there, if you yeah. got it out there. Tanya is now kissing on Charles, calls him Thomas. Yes. Which, if I was Charles's mind and Thomas's body, I'd be like, wait a second, you've been calling me Charles this whole time, yeah. you motherfucker. Yeah, you... And you just try to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but instead... Instead, yes, uh, Julia and Harris end up running into each other and they bust into the laboratory and discover Thomas Charles and uh, Tanya have been making with the sex. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I don't think there's a whole lot of love there. Yes. They're just writhing around while the fire burns around them. And then I guess the creature instincts kick in 
And he chokes her to death. That's right. The end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No closing credits. No closing credits. Just, just off. Just off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't fade the black. Nothing. <laughs> he chokes her. Done. Verdict. I say it's definitely a movie to check out. Yeah. Um, just because it is interesting, mm-hmm. it's a cozy movie. Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know <laughs> how to describe it better than you feel cozy while watching yeah. it. Yeah, it's not a bad movie, and um, and like I said at the top of the episode, my expectations weren't very high. You know, I did kind of like I do stand by the fact that I would rank this with being kind of more of like a um. One of the lower tier Hammer Horror movies, yeah, like the like like the seventh Dracula movie or something. Yeah, like they could have definitely distributed like, this, yeah, for yeah. sure, because it's got that feel. But as I said at the top of the episode, set design great. Yeah, the effects are solid. Effects are pretty good. I mean, for uh, a, for a European horror movie, yeah, for a European horror movie, costumes great. Costumes are great. Um, um you kind of like it's weird. As the movie goes on, you kind of become acclimated to the weird dubbing and mm-hmm. bad acting. Yeah. Um, I mean, it didn't bother me as much as it does with some of these other movies that yeah. are m- made like this. Um, and there was even a point when we were watching it where I was like, wow, I'm really interested in this, yeah. actually. Like, it kept my interest. Yeah, there were moments where I was just like, God, I wish I wasn't taking notes. Just because, yeah. like, I was, I was starting to kind of get wrapped up. You know, and the thing is, is like, it's a Frankenstein movie. We know this story inside and out. Yeah, it's just that this just had that little extra part to it of having the daughter be involved and being yeah. just as crazy as her dad. Yeah. Um, I recently watched a really dreadful, um, it was basically a retelling. I wish, I can't remember the name of it, but it, it was it was a film like this. Mm-hmm. I think it was a little bit older, um, but it was a retelling of Dracula, but basically like the story was kind of flipped a little bit, ah, where instead uh-huh. of it being Jonathan, it was a it was a woman. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, and Dracula was kind of like her weird uncle, hmm. but not really her uncle. It gets really, it, it gets complicated where it, it goes more into like reincarnation. Oh, okay. But it also is a shot for shot, like, okay, we got the temptress, you know, mm-hmm. you got the temptations and stuff. You've got the shadows. You got all this stuff. It's, it's Dracula. Right. But with this extra story just kind of shoehorned in where they mm-hmm. turn it. And that's kind of this is this mm-hmm. is this Frankenstein story, but without a lot of like the inner turmoil of the monster, we are not dealing with the, you know, any of the, you know, the fiance being killed and all that stuff. Like you don't get any of the, that stuff. Yeah. It's just the, it's the thing that everybody thinks that the Frankenstein story is. You know, for sure. You know, yeah. it's just everybody always just equates it to monster stomps around, um, villagers with pitchforks and torches, mad scientists, the end. Mm-hmm. And, and and really, like, um, and I can go on forever about the Frankenstein novel because mm-hmm. I, I it's one of my favorites. It's one stories. of my favorites too. Yeah, like um, as a kid, I identified with the Frankenstein creature, but. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just like how they do play on, oh, sometimes the crazy gene really is inherited because, like, the fact that she brought up, like, the human experiments to her dad before she even knew that her dad was doing these experiments and the fact that she was just so crazy 
to experience yeah. like doing that very experiment yeah. you know i think that you know and, and as we said about mid episode about them making this movie as a femme fatale like mm-hmm. strong female character yeah it's not necessarily that because it, it has a lot of problems well i think it's it's that through the eyes of a man Mm, a man that does not like women. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which is plenty <laughs> of movies like that. Like, uh, where well, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the thing, like, yeah, and so that it's not, it's not a great, you know, she's not a hero. <laughs> she's not, no, for anybody. Like, she's... there's not really a character to like in this film. No, no, everybody kind of sucks because Harris should technically be the hero, but he sucks. Yeah. And, I mean, who else is left? Like... Yeah, the grave robbers suck because they're grave robbers. Yeah. Um, And really fucking goofy. The whole Frankenstein gang. Yeah, yeah. With them. Yeah, it's it's all a mess. So that's what's really weird about, like, actually enjoying this film. Yeah, because it, it's it's a rare occurrence where there is nobody to identify with. You as the audience are just that, the mm-hmm. audience. Mm-hmm. And you're watching a story. Yeah, you're flat out. Yeah, you're just watching a story. There is no, nobody in this is a representation of you. Mm-hmm. You are not in it. It is just you're watching these events unfold flat out mm-hmm. um i think absolutely worth a watch worth a watch um it is available for free on tubi, tubi! there we are finally Yay! it's been a while tubi so definitely give it some time folks that brings to the end this episode of podcast magoria's halloween a to z our next episode I am very excited about because one, I've never seen it. Two, it's got somebody that I absolutely adore in it. And well, a couple people really. Um, and three, it's our M. Our M, our M standing <laughs> for Monster Club. Yay! A Vincent Price classic. Yeah, um, I can't wait. It's weird to, I mean, it, it would be a, a insane thing to not have at least one vincent price movie in the a to z right and so like this is the one that made it (laughs) (laughs) i like going you know i'll tell you what it's it's kind of nice going for the not obvious ones Mm -hmm. because like we did we'll discuss yeah yeah we'll get to there um so until next time if you find yourself getting into the old family business be sure that you Read all your father's notes very carefully. Be sure that you don't have any detectives sneaking around and learning your dirty little secrets. And most importantly, you must stay spooky. Brains. Brains. Bye. You've been listening to Podcast Magoria with Autumn and James, starring Autumn Campbell and James Davis, produced by Taryn Westphal, with music by James Davis. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for posts related to Podcast Magoria productions. And as always, stay spooky.